When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Erioki. Join me and my friends as we explore the darker side of the Sooner State. Okay. Jay. Hi. It's time to find out what kind of vampire you're most like. I'm excited. Are you ready? Yeah. So this is like an official quiz from BuzzFeed. Oh. Well, you know, those are becoming more and more popular. So they are. They are. Official. So, um, first of all, I need you to pick a spooky pet. And your options are black cat, tarantula, snake, or rat. Um, I'm going with tarantula. Really? Yeah. Oh. Because that feels really creepy. It does feel really creepy. Okay. Pick a castle to live in. You've got to look at these pictures. Um, I picked the one that looks like it's in the middle of a desert. Okay. Or those clouds. Okay. I think it's like a cloudy desert. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I picked cloudy desert castle. Okay. Uh, pick a city to live in. You've got New York, Amsterdam, London, or Atlanta. Atlanta, all the way. Atlanta, okay. Uh, pick a cemetery to hang out in, and there's a bunch of different... Oh, I know which one I'd pick. Mm, I'm going to go top right there. Okay, top right. It's like a spooky nighttime cemetery. Uh, pick a goblet to drink out of. There's one that's purple, one that's gray, one that's clear, and one that's like an amber color. I choose amber. Okay. That's what I would have picked, too. Uh, pick a Halloween-themed treat. You've got these little um, mummy hot dog things, and you've got a ghost pie, and you've got these chocolate bats, and then you've got, like, Halloween cookies. You had me at mummy hot dog. Mummy hot dogs. Yeah. They look, they're really cute. I like them. Uh, choose a token from your human life. So it's an old locket, a diamond ring, worn photographs, or an MP3 player. Um, worn, worn photographs. Worn photographs, okay. Pick a vampire ability. Eternal life, super strength, super speed, or mind control. Wait, say it one more time. I just want to think about it. Okay. Eternal life, super strength, super speed, or mind control. Uh, I don't know that I want to control somebody's mind. I'm going to say... Uh, That's a lot of work. Yeah, it is a lot of work. And I don't want to live forever. I can barely control my own mind. <laughs> yeah, like I need to work on that first. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, before you're telling anybody else what to do. <laughs> yeah, I'll say super speed. Oh, no. Um, You got a vampire from Twilight. Oh, no. Oh, I haven't no. Even, I haven't even seen Twilight. You I, haven't? I haven't seen any of the Twilight movies. Okay. I haven't read the books. So, true confession, 
I read the first Twilight book and I really liked it. Um, and then I got to the second one. And when she started like saying that she was going to kill herself because her boyfriend was gone, I was kind of like, I'm out. Well, that's like, like teenage drama though. Yeah. Which, and I do, I do appreciate, um, the idea that like teenage, um, drama, teenage, um, angst is very much life or death. And so the vampire is a very perfect metaphor for it. That's true. So I heard that in, um, who was it? It was Eli Roth's history of horror last year. And he talked about that. I thought that was really, really good. Um, so obviously this is Irioki and I'm Marnie Vinge. I'm here today with Jay Sheldon and we're going to be talking about vampires. So vampires are like one of my, probably one of my favorite monsters like maybe my favorite why i think maybe it's because i'm so scared of dying like the idea that you could live forever which you just said that you wouldn't want to live forever so you would i don't know like until i was ready to die you're gonna watch a lot of people die though i know that's like and that's one of the things that they get into on like um true blood and stuff like that is like how many people you will see die like that are close to you that aren't vampires. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, being a werewolf because you're losing control and it's true. You're like the Hulk, but not quite as cool or fun and not in control of any. Well, yeah, he's not in control either. Is he? No, but he seems more fun. He does seem more fun and he can like talk to you when he's the Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. So being a werewolf, I think would be really hard. I think vampires, um, I think there's, I don't know which one I think is scarier. I know so it, is it which one would you rather be or which one are you more scared of? Well, let's do which one would you rather be? Um, I think a werewolf. Really? Yeah. I just, I just think a teen wolf. Teen wolf. I think being a werewolf would be very tortured. Like, it would be like you have this condition that no one understands. Wait. But he's a werewolf and teen wolf, right? I just realized, like, that I am a werewolf. Like... With my mental illness. Actual... <laughs> yeah. I'm with my mental I you illness. Meant you no, actually are. Right now I just realized I am an actual werewolf. Yeah. So this is, this is groundbreaking. Yeah. How... This moment. Yeah. So um I think that vampires are really fascinating because they're in every culture and the main definition of a vampire in folklore is um they feast on your life force in some way so be that blood or your energy or something like that and a lot of times um in like american folklore a lot of the vampires it's like misunderstood decomposition like things that we look at now and we think oh that's just a body decomposing but a long time ago they thought that's a vampire (laughs) that's definitely they're gonna get up and get out of that grave um one of those things was seeing blood at the corner of the mouth that indicated that somebody was a vampire or so they thought yes they they thought that that indicated like especially if you were in a village and or a town and um some weird stuff was going on they would blame like someone who was recently deceased call them a vampire dig them up and if they saw blood at the corner of their mouth they would assume that it was because they'd been drinking blood but it's actually like that happens to everybody like it's it's actually called purge and it's when fluids come out of... When you die. When you die. Like, when fluids come out of orifices. And so that's a very common thing. It's very graphic. Very graphic, yeah. 
that you're welcome for that visual. Yeah, thanks. So um, there are two types of vampires. There's sanguine. These are the ones, sanguine, sanguine. I don't know how to say that. Um, I, I couldn't tell you either. Okay. Both of those sound correct to me. Yeah, they, they definitely sound correct. They're both correct. They just keep saying, when you say it, say them both. Say both ways. Or say it with authority. Yeah. Yeah. But make a decision. Okay. I'm trying, I'll make a decision. We'll go with sanguine. sanguine. Right. I back you 100% on that. Okay, sanguine. <laughs> um, these are vampires that feed off of blood. Um, and then there are psychic vampires that feed off of energy, um, which a lot of people say that, like, you can tell that someone's a psychic vampire because they drain you of the, your energy. And I've definitely been around people like that, but I don't know that this I would a say, name like, for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> um, Wouldn't that be like a sociopath? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, mm, that's good. Um, so, in like in Europe back in the day, vampires were described as bloated and ruddy, and not anything like the image that we have of vampires today. Which kind of um, vampires in film? It pretty much came from Nosferatu. That's probably the most iconic image of a vampire that came from that time period, um, and they can be found in almost any culture. There's some form of vampires. There's even like in Oklahoma, there is the um, there is a Native American legend that kind of sounds like a vampirish, vampiric type thing, um, and their creation. Okay, so vampires are created basically like there are lots of ways that you can become a vampire, and I think that some of these are pretty fun. Okay. Okay. So in Slavic and Chinese traditions, this is from Wikipedia. Um, any corpse that was jumped over by an animal, particularly a dog or a cat, would become the undead. That seems too easy. It does seem easy. It does seem really easy. Yeah. Um, and a body with a wound that had not been treated with boiling water was also at risk. Also seems too easy. I know. I should be a vampire by now. Yeah. Because I've definitely like cut myself and not treated it with boiling water well, maybe you're also a vampire maybe i am maybe i am um i just don't know um it's like jk rowling like <laughs> have you seen those memes about um when she'll come out and she'll say that like a character was gay or jewish or something like that after like years of after the books have no. you seen those okay no. so apparently like she's really notorious for doing that and so i saw this meme that was um it said J.K. Rowling comes out and says that you, the reader, were gay all along. <laughs> like, I thought it was perfect. <laughs> um, so you, the listener, were a vampire all along. Like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So um, another belief, like in Russian folklore, was that at one time in their life, vampires were actually witches or people who had rebelled against the Russian Orthodox Church. So to prevent vampires, these are pretty basic things that we all know like um crucifixes holy water or actually that's how you that's how you compact sorry that's how you ward them off preventing them okay you bury the corpse upside down upside down like 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 standing up like if it would be standing upright but like yeah but you don't do you bury a corpse standing up sometimes i've heard of people doing that what yeah, when I was just on Sunday, I heard this guy told me this story about he knew somebody that got buried standing up because he um, he was French and he didn't want to ever turn his back on the Germans. 
and so they buried him standing up. But is that so I don't know if that, I don't, that I don't I don't I don't think it's very common. But I don't know whether this means like backwards as in or like, like upside down as in on your stomach. Well, it could mean that, or it could mean like not facing east to west, oh, like okay. upside down, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Like your feet are going the wrong direction or something, um, which would make sense since that's like a religious thing to bury people facing a certain way. I didn't know that either. Yeah, it's it's so that like you're standing up the right way when Jesus comes back. Seems like another one of those dumb rules, but who am I to say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so. Um, uh, this is a particularly gruesome method of keeping people from rising from the grave. Um, they would sever the tendons at the knees. That's one way to okay. make sure somebody doesn't get up out of their grave. I feel like if you, but if you're not, if you are the undead, I don't know. I'm thinking about zombies now, but like, yeah. you know, not a lot of rules apply to them. Right. Yeah. They're kind of, they seem to be able to walk they can, still. They can keep going unless yeah. you like shoot them in the head. Yeah. Um, so placing poppy seeds or sand around on the gra- on the ground at the gravesite um, of somebody you think is a vampire is a way to keep them from rising from the grave. Um, and that was into this is kind of an interesting thing that is appears in several cultures is the idea that vampires um, compulsively count things like the count on Sesame Street. Uh, like one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Two. <laughs> yes. So apparently like if you get attacked by a vampire and you throw rice at them, they have to count it all. So like, that, no, that's for real. Like that's a real what thing. Mean it's for real. Okay, like, it's right? in, in folklore. It's for real, Jay. Okay. okay. Do you want to be safe from vampires or not? I do. I have rice here. So okay, I'm good. 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 We're good then. And it's still daylight outside. So yeah, we're, we're good. Fine. Um, so that's, I thought that was interesting that that's like something that is in a lot of cultures. So back to warding them off. Um, there's actually a word for items that ward off revenants, which is a vampire. Um, and it is, I don't know how to say this. It's like apotropaics, apotropaics. I don't sure. know. I don't, I've we'll never go with heard that. that word. I've never heard it either, but it's items that are able to ward off revenants. Um, so it's like garlic, Bibles, crucifixes, holy water, um, and consecrated grounds like a church or something like that. They can't venture there. Um, and they can't cross running water. That's a common thing in folklore. Like a stream or a river? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you can put a river between you, you're good. It just seems too easy to get rid of vampires. It does. It does. Um, so mirrors, uh, this is not universal. They were in, used in Dracula, though. Um, destroying vampires, stake through the heart is very common. And it's also thought that um, aspen is the best wood to do that with. Do you know why? No. Because supposedly that's what Christ's cross was made from. Oh. So that's like, yeah. That's interesting. That's some hardcore vampire knowledge for you. Um. They're most often staked through the heart, but they could be staked through the mouth sometimes. Um, a lot of gory stuff happened to happen to a lot of dead people <laughs> during this vampire craze. Um, a decapitation was also common. So, like, dig them up, cut their head off. I mean, that honestly would be my first move. Yeah. I'm not thinking, like, tendons in the knees and all that. I'm, like, chopping off a head. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, l- like legitimately being scared that someone in your town was stalking at night like feasting on people's blood that's terrifying that's terrifying like to think that you really believed that and like everybody in the town also believed it 
Um, it's really, really scary. So vampires in literature, the, this is one of my favorite vampire stories is the creation of the vampire by John Polidori. Um, I don't know if you know this story, but this is just one of my favorite like English nerd stories. So the Shelleys, which was, um, Percy and Mary Shelley and John Polidori and Lord Byron all went on vacation together and they stayed in this like, um, really fancy, like basically, I think it was like a lake house, but like fancier than that. Cause it was way back when, you know, yeah. and, um, they were staying there and I think it was at Lake Geneva and there was a storm and they decided to have a contest to see who could write the best horror story. And that night the vampire was written and Frankenstein was written. Oh, really? Yes. So that's, crazy. that's one of my favorite, like English literature, um, stories. And the vampire, uh, featured Lord Ruthven, which was like the first real vampire character. Then later Bram Stoker wrote Dracula, of course. And that's what most people remember. Um, then there was also Carmilla, um, and that book's success kind of spawned the vampire genre. Um, and Interview with the Vampire is one of my favorite recent movie. Brad Pitt? Uh, well, not like, I'm not like a huge, I think that the reason I love Interview with the Vampire, I say this a lot, is because I feel like Tom Cruise is in his element. <laughs> like, I feel like he's just playing himself. I don't think I've seen. You haven't? He plays. Don't, don't tell anybody. Okay. But... <laughs> yeah. He plays like a bloodthirsty vampire, and I feel like he does it really well. He's just. But Brad Pitt's in that, right? Yeah, he is. What does he play? He plays also a, a, like a sad, a sad vampire. Oh, Brad. But yeah, he's really sad. Like he's he's sad about being a vampire. But Lestat, which is Tom Cruise's character, has no patience for him. He's that's, just like. Oh, that sounds like him and his element. It does, and he's really good at. It. He's he plays a very cruel character, and he's really good at it. Um, so Dracula, have you seen a lot of Dracula movies? Um, like probably pieces of them. Okay. Do you like, have a favorite Dracula? Oh, no. Ugh, my favorite's Gary Oldman from Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Gary Oldman can play. Anything. He was great as Dracula. Yeah. He's my favorite. Um, so interview with the vampire was like, the book and movie that defined my late teen years and early adulthood. Like I was obsessed with interview with the vampire. Um, if you guys haven't read that book, I know a lot of people are like, this book is not all that it's cracked up to be. And it probably, I don't know if it would stand up if I went back and read it now, but the movie especially is still really good. You should see well, it. I'm going to see it. You got to see it. I, I think it's sad on, bread. I think it's on Netflix. Okay. I think it's on Netflix. Um, and one of my favorite um, vampire things that has been recent is on Dark Tourist. Have you seen that? I, it's been recommended to me. I haven't watched it yet. Okay, so Dark Tourist. It's basically a show where this guy goes and investigates like morbid tourism all over the world. And one of the things he does is he goes to um, Austin, Texas, and New Orleans to um, look at the vampire culture there. Because there's this vibrant community in Austin called the Vampire Court of Austin. Oh. And it's, I think it's like, I don't know a lot about, I don't really know a lot about it. So I won't like speak to what they believe or anything like that. But I do follow the guy on, on Instagram and Facebook that leads it. And it kind of seems like it's part of like the fetish community a little bit. Vampires? Yes. Because of like second blood? I think so. 
Mm. Yeah. So, um, anyway, on Dark Tourist, that guy, Logan South, was featured, and he and his wife and his girlfriend were both on there. And um, then they also featured a group of vampires that were, like, not as organized that um, had a party at their house. And, like, it was kind of a situation where, like, this older vampire man was, like, getting this young boy who was, like, barely 18 to let him feed off of him. Oh, okay. It was kind of sketchy. It was, like, and anyway, um, but on Dark Tourist... They portrayed, like, Logan's group as the, like, they they were, basically, David Ferrier was like, you're too sexy. You're too pretty. Like, this is, I want to see, like, messy vampirism. And um, Logan got kind of pissed when the, when it aired. And he made a post about it, about how, like, you would rather show this person who is obviously a predator than show people who are doing this with consent and... It was, it was this whole, like, vampire drama, and I was all about it. Like, I was, like, following it and, like, reading all about it. Um, I know everybody's, like, on the, like, Tati James Charles stuff right now, but I was on the vampire drama whenever Dark Tourist aired. That sounds more interesting, honestly. It was. I think it was. I think it was far more interesting. And I think you had a good point. Like, um, I think that there's a part of us that's, like, we would rather, we just, we want vampires to be real so bad that it's like when you see this cleaned up version of it, it's kind of like, Oh man. Yeah. Like, no. Like I want, I want my vampires to be monsters. Like hey, I think you want it to be true so bad. Right. Yeah. I it's think like so. We want, uh, you know, happiness to be true. So, so bad. So like, bad. We want so badly for it to be real. But... <laughs> for there to <laughs> so bad. <laughs> like so badly. We want there to be a perfect mate out there for us. Yeah. But just, as we discussed we in the podcast before this one, there isn't one. <laughs> You can look all you want. But. Yeah, it's like Bigfoot. Like you're, you're gonna have to search high and low. Like, but I'm not saying it's not real because people have seen Bigfoot. So, so they say. I I believe them. I know someone that's seen Bigfoot. But you're always skeptical, right? I'm a little skeptical. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I, I want to believe that you've seen Bigfoot because I also want to see Bigfoot. Exactly. But I also don't totally believe you. It's not that I don't believe. Like I totally believe that they have seen Bigfoot. But I, it's like. Um, it's like they tell you in um, like addiction recovery stuff where they're like, all you have to do is believe that this person believes. Like you don't have to believe yourself. Just believe that they believe. And so it's kind of, yeah. kind of a little bit like that. Like I believe them. I believe you, you saw something. Like I wish I could see it for myself. So but... if I told you I was a vampire, are you going to believe that I believe I'm a vampire and then that's enough? No, I would say, Jay, you need to go back to therapy. Like, <laughs> you're not a vampire. But I am. Look yeah. at me. <laughs> what would you do if I was like, Jay, I'm a vampire? Uh, I'd throw rice at you. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Very good. You learned something. <laughs> yes. So um, I found this article that I thought was really fun. Um, and it was about if vampires attacked the United States, what were the top cities that would be at risk? Hmm. Where do you think Oklahoma City ranked on that? Let's see. Let's see. So some things you want to think about yeah. are blood banks. Like how many blood banks are available per like so many people. Okay. Um, like population density versus amount of blood banks or hospitals. Okay. Different places that would have blood. Um, so what do you think? Oklahoma City? Yeah. I'm going to say uh, 15. 
Six. Six. Yeah, I was super yeah. excited. <laughs> Can't wait to get attacked. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I was super excited because I have always wanted to see a vampire. Yeah, you know, we have that much blood here. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's a lot of blood. It's <laughs> a lot of blood. Like, I guess it's because we have more uh, something to do with like blood banks per fifty thousand people and. I can't remember which city was number one, but I thought it was interesting that Austin made the list, which is where the Vampire Court of Austin, like... And they have all those bats. They have all those bats, yeah. So that's kind of spooky. Maybe those bats are actually, like, turning into vampires. That would be awesome. So the thing that prompted this episode... um, You guys are probably like, what does this have to do with Oklahoma? This has nothing to do with Oklahoma. Okay, it does. Because I was digging on the internet, and I was looking for vampire stories in Oklahoma, and I found one. Just one? Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Pretty much, but it's my favorite. And I have wanted to do this episode for quite some time because I've wanted to talk to somebody about this. Oh, no. What did I do? Oh, I dropped the... I dropped something. It's okay, though. You dropped the mic? Yeah. My foot is tangled in the mic cord. Okay. We're good. All right, so I've wanted to do this for some time because I found this uh, blog. When I when I very first was starting to research for Irioki and, like, kind of try to decide what direction I was going in, I found this blog called The Demoniacal. Cool. Yeah, already cool, right? <laughs> like, I'm in. Um, so if you look it up online, which you're welcome to look it up right now. Um, Maybe I will. Yeah, go for it. Um, it's basically this person's chronicle of every weird cryptid or um, like paranormal experience that someone tells them about. Um, and a lot of it has to do with Oklahoma because I think they are from Oklahoma or Oklahoma City. Um, I tried to okay. get in contact with this person and I did not get an email back because I don't think they've been maintaining the blog for a few years. Since um, maybe... Tuesday, September 5th, 2017. Yeah. Yes. You found it. I did. Okay. So um, on this blog, and this blog is awesome, you guys. If you want to go check it out, check you should. The Demoniacal. Um, lots and lots and lots of entries, and a lot of it has to do with Oklahoma. Um, so there is a post on there about vampires at the colored elevators. Do you know where the colored elevators are? No, but that sounds familiar. Okay. There is a parking garage behind the Skirvin, or beside the Skirvin, like to the east. And I can remember this from when I was a kid. Um, We would, I believe we would park there and walk over to like the little triangle of grass and watch the Bricktown fireworks display. Okay. And I think there's a parking lot there now. Like there's not the whole triangle of grass or anything like that. But um, we would park in the colored elevators building. And they're called that because each floor was painted a different color and when you got out of the elevator you would see like red or purple or blue or whatever and the stairwell is still painted like that so if you drive which i did drive by there on my way here tonight yes (laughs) yeah um you can still see the different colored elevators and in this story um on the demoniacal someone told this guy who maintains the blog that this guy or this girl um i'm not sure what the name of the person is um they told them that they were there one night and um, a person approached them and was like, I guess, told them they were a vampire or told them to come with them, which this was back in like the 90s. So like 
I, I think that if this happened today, I, I would hope that someone would be like, I'm not going anywhere with you. To get their phone out and say, tell me what you just said a second ago. Yeah. I'm recording it. Yeah, exactly. Like, get your, get your camera out. Yeah, Facebook Live. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting taken by a vampire. <laughs> um, yeah, so this girl, like, went with this guy who said he was a vampire, and um, he led her to a, like, dilapidated old warehouse building. And inside, she saw people, like, doing vampire stuff, I guess. Oh. Like, I don't know exactly what they were doing. I think it tells in the blog, like, that they were... Maybe she saw them, like, feeding off of each other or something like that. But she, he led her there, and she believed he was a vampire. And in the blog, they went back to the colored elevators and kind of tried to find the place where um, this woman says that she saw this vampire man. Um, but they were not able to find any kind of like warehouse that matched up with that. But it was also, I think it was years later too. Okay. And I have talked to Johnetta who she grew up in downtown and that was back before like everything was made a lot nicer and it was still kind of rough and stuff like that. And she said that she remembered that there were definitely abandoned warehouse buildings that this totally like something like this totally could have been going on. Which, yeah, like, cool. I know, it's a cool, like, I thought it was such a cool little, like, antidote about Oklahoma City and vampires. Like, it just made me happy when I found it. You're like, alright, we were we were sort of cool back then. Yeah, the goth scene was really big. I mean, in the 90s in Oklahoma City, I'm sure there was a lot of abandoned buildings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I moved here in 97? And that's when things would just sort of start to turn. Yeah. Man, I bet you could find a cool abandoned warehouse back then. Yeah. So you live downtown. So where do you think a vampire would live in modern Oklahoma City? Mm. Downtown Oklahoma City. Probably at the top of the Skirvin. <gasps> that's perfect. I hadn't even thought of that. I love the look of that building. Yeah. Yeah. And that's. They say it's haunted. They do. Maybe it's vampires. Could be. That would be a great place to live if you were a vampire. You would... And I think that... I've always wondered, like, why vampires almost always have unlimited amounts of money. Because, <laughs> like, they're not working. <laughs> yeah, like, where are they getting that? Yeah, like, where do they get their money? Probably stealing that money from the people that... That they kill. Yeah. Maybe. But then again, you think about, like, most of the people that... Like, if you were killing like people that had a lot of money it seems like that would be noticed more than if you were like killing people that were transient or like true. didn't have any money so it's kind of like where are these vampires getting their money i mm. i don't know if you're a, a vampire <laughs> where do you get your money yeah. the <laughs> um, bank yeah maybe they just rob banks vampires robbing banks um, so there was this book that I read in 2007 or 2008 that is one of my favorite books that I've ever read. One of my favorite pieces of nonfiction that's ever been written. One of my favorites. Like, it's so good. I cannot speak highly enough of this book, you guys. Um, it's called Piercing the Darkness by Katherine Ramsland. And you can get it on Kindle for like two ninety nine now because it's the book is probably like... 20 or 30 years old I mean it's uh, and it's not a super popular book so it's not like 
still marked up high or anything like that and you want like it might be easier to get it on kindle than to find it at a used bookstore like this is how old it is so um i got this book when i was at hastings one night and just randomly found it yes it was in the nonfiction. i believe it was in like the occult section or something which i spent a lot of time in the occult section of bookstores when i was in late high school early college is that aisle lit or is it just sort of <laughs> in the shadows it sh- you feel like it should be yeah it should be i remember um did you ever go to borders when borders was a thing not really not really oh i spent a lot of time at borders um i miss borders but um anyway i found this book at hastings and i like devoured it because basically the story is there was this woman who was a reporter named susan walsh in new york city and she was doing an expose on vampires in New York City, like the subculture of vampirism. And there had been a book written not too long before that. I can't remember the woman's name who wrote it, but it was about the mole people that live in New York City. Do you know anything about them? I've heard some about that. <laughs> okay, it's a real thing. And like you're laughing at me right now, but it's, it's funny though. It, it is kind of funny. Um, so, like underneath the subway, there are like seven other levels. And people live down there and they don't ever come out. Like there are babies born down there that grow up down there. Also terrifying when you give it the details. It's, it's a funny <laughs> yeah. thought to you think about yeah. babies. So she wrote this whole like book about the people who were living under the New York City subway tunnels. And I think it's called the mole people. Um, anyway, so Susan Walsh was doing something similar with the vampire subculture. She had a lot of contacts in this subculture and she... Um, she was kind of well known throughout this group of people and then one night she disappeared and was never heard from again and so Catherine Ramsland got it in her head that she was going to write a book about this woman and she was going to find out what happened to her and um so in the course of this book, she meets so many people. She meets this guy who, I don't know if he's still active in, like, the New York City vampire scene, but his name is Father Sebastian, and he is a fangsmith by trade. Like, he just makes fangs for people. That's pretty cool, though. It is really cool. Yeah, and he's actually, like, you see him if you watch any kind of, like, vampire, real, quote-unquote, real vampire documentaries. He's in most of them from, like, the early 2000s. Okay. Um, Father Sebastian and... Anyway, she met all of these different people. And I think one of my favorite things in that whole book is she took a friend with her to the first party that she went to. And he was, like, going through a really tough time in his life. And they went together because she didn't want to go alone, which I think was smart. And um, she asked him if he would return with her. And he told her no because he felt that the environment, he felt that he was vulnerable to it and that it was too seductive for the point that he was at in his life, he could see himself getting lost in it. Oh man. Yeah. And I thought that was really powerful, like, and also really insightful for someone to see that about themselves. Yeah. And like, I, I don't know. I just really, I thought that was a very cool detail in the book. And, um, anyway, she talks about all these different people who are making a living off of the vampire subculture and like people who are in it in different ways. And, um, it's really cool. And she meets this guy who like, I won't spoil it. You guys need to read it. And if you read P. 
piercing the darkness you read you need to read the book ghost also because it continues the story okay. of what happens in piercing the darkness also a true story um very very good stuff like i am i i i loved it and i, I re- reread it this past year so yeah check it out you'll have to check it out it's a super cool book there's also um there's a lot of really cool nonfiction out there about vampires there's another book called um sundays with vlad and it's um by paul bibo i believe and it's kind of like he goes to a um like a vampire role-playing thing and kind of like observes it and his observations are kind of funny and like um but he's also, he's not, um, like, making fun of them. Sure. He's very, like, really interested to see what these people do and, like, how this affects their lives and stuff. And um, then there's another book by Eric Newsom called, uh, I may have those backwards. Let me make sure I've got my outline here. Um, no, it's The Dead Travel Fast. Um, it's also a nonfiction book about, like, vampires and folklore and vampires in America. Um, so that's a really cool one. Um and then there's another book that I would recommend called Dark Banquet by Bill Schutt and um, or Shoot. I don't know how to say that. Um, it's S-C-H-U-T-T. Um, and it's about like creatures that feast on the blood of other animals. So it's like vampire bats and leeches oh, cool. and stuff like that. And that's a really cool book. I wrote a report on that for biology when I was in college. Leeches are like, ugh, I don't oh, know why so they're so gross. Yeah. They're so the gross. The idea of that. It's like, uh uh-huh they're horrible yeah so i just i just think it's cool that like oklahoma city has a vampire story even if it's not like official folklore it's like on the web but i think that it's valid yeah like i think it's if it was on the internet it's valid oh yeah yeah for sure like that buzzfeed quiz that we started the episode yeah. with <laughs> i now know what kind of vampire i am you're a twilight vampire <gasps> should i take the quiz i figured you already had you haven't no i haven't taken the quiz i'm gonna take it Okay. Yeah, now I'm curious. I'm going to take it. But you're a Twilight Vampire, too. I probably am. I guess there's nothing to be ashamed of. No, just be who you are, Jay. It is a BuzzFeed quiz. I don't think... Uh... Pick a spooky pet. I'm going to go with the cat, just because... Classic. Classic. Also, there's no way I'm having a tarantula anywhere near me. Well, it's a spooky spiders. pet, not like the one that makes you feel all warm and fuzzy. Yeah, but like a black cat is kind of kind of spooky. It can be. Can be. Pick a castle to live in. So I'm gonna pick um, this like I don't know. I'm gonna pick the same castle you did because I think it's the coolest one. Okay. Cities. Um, if I was a vampire and I was gonna pick a city, so New York, Amsterdam, London, or Atlanta. A lot of people are walking around intoxicated in Amsterdam. That's true. Which makes for easy prey. Yeah. So I'm going to choose. It's easier to be like suave as a vampire. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's easier to be suave as a human. (laughs) That's true. But if you're like a vampire trying to like get somebody to let you into their personal space. It's a lot easier. Okay. So cemeteries. I'm going to pick this this black and white one. So I said I would pick the amber goblet. Uh, Halloween themed treat. I am not going with the mummy weenies. Oh, um, so good. I'm going to go with the chocolate bats because it's been a minute since I've had chocolate. Um, choose a token from your human life. Diamond ring, an old locket, worn photographs, or MP3 player. Mm. It seems like 
of all of those, like a diamond ring, I'm not going to have to worry about that. <laughs> like um, an old locket, that's going to have a picture in it. True. Probably. Um, an MP3 player, if I'm a vampire, we already discussed that I'm rich. So like I can get another one. That's true. Or just like, you know, pay for Spotify. Yeah. Get Spotify. You're a vampire. Like, what are you doing? Um, so I'm going to go with the worn photographs too. A vampire ability, we're going to go with eternal life because Marnie's scared of dying. All right. Well, you should be scared of living too. I got a vampire from Twilight too. Yeah. <laughs> I think Good. this is, I think this is rigged. Yeah. So everyone is a Twilight Yes. This vampire. is actually like a post to promote Twilight, I think. It's the only type of vampire really, the Twilight vampire. Oh my God. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. Even though I did used to watch Twilight quite a bit when I was really depressed, I, but be be yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did. Well, I watched a lot of Interview with a Vampire during my depressed days. Like, it's. I have a funny story. This is the last story I'll tell before we before we go. Um, I was really depressed once when I was like in my early twenties, and I used to watch the movie The End of the Affair a lot. It's really tragic. It's really good. It's really tragic. Don't watch it if you're depressed because that's just dumb. And that's what I would do is like wallow in media that reflected how I felt. Yeah. Sink deeper. Yeah. Um, So I was watching it and I was like sprawled out on my bed all dramatic crying. And my mom came home and she looked in and she like saw what I was watching. And she looked at me and she goes, aw, did it end different this time? (laughs) 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 And I like. I was mad. <laughs> I was like, no. But yeah, so that was one of my favorite stories. But Interview with the Vampire was going on a lot at that period of time, too. Which I'll have to watch that one, too. You're going to have to watch it. Good movies. Good movies. But you got anything you want to plug? Oh, yeah. I'll plug my podcast. Heck yes. Uh, miscellaneous important stuff. It's so good, guys. You're just saying that because you were just on it a few minutes ago? <laughs> that episode especially, guys. Yeah, great episode. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you can find it anywhere podcasts are. You're probably going to forget what it's called, but you'll remember Miscellaneous, and then hopefully I show up you know, close to the top of the list. Miscellaneous important stuff with Jay Sheldon. And it is exactly what the title says it is. It's miscellaneous and it's important stuff. Like, I feel like I need to get a picture of the box up there and, like, post it on Instagram tonight and be like, this this is the podcast, Miscellaneous Important Stuff. That would be great. Like, I'll do that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because you guys should listen to it because Jay talks about a lot of stuff that I think um, it's important, like, mental health and creativity. And um, if you are single and you are trying to date, you need to listen to the episodes about online dating because it's terrible. It's the worst. And Jay covers that on well, his podcast. I don't podcast. know if it's going to make anybody feel better, though. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think it'll. I don't know if it'll make you feel better, but you'll feel less alone. Oh, that's like, a good point. Definitely feel less alone. So, yeah. But um, I don't think I have anything. If you want to send me an email, it's iriokipodcast at gmail dot com. Um, Instagram is at irioki, and Facebook is the same. There's also a Facebook group now, which is kind of steadily growing, and we have some fun in there and. Um, I love getting messages from you guys. It makes my day. So keep those coming. But um, I think that's all I've got. Cool. Thanks for having me on. This is a lot of fun. Of course. It was a lot of fun. Doing it downtown where the vampires are. I know. Like really in the story. Yes. For real. Okay. Well, thank you, Jay. Of course. All right. Stay spooky.